This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. We have a trophy here that we're going to present. It's the World Championship Trophy, and it goes to the World Champion, Portland Trailblazers. With Andy Dirt Johnson. You are going to go back to throw the ball. Sets up, looks, throws toward the corner of the end zone. It is intercepted. Intercepted. The Knicks have the ball. Down to the 35, the 40. Kenny Wayne's going to score. Kenny Wayne's going to score. 20, the 10. And Brendan Sprague. Smith hands to Simonton. Simonton around the Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Lillard, long range three. Ah, it's good! At the buzzer! Damian Lillard! Are you kidding me? The fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The fan. You really need to get that out of here. Come on, let's just act like nothing happened and moved on. Let's all move on. Is that what we do in society now? Yeah, we do move on. Just move on. Uh, congratulations to Dave Portnoy. Accomplishing the dirt dream, <laughs> selling a company for about $600 million and probably going to fade and live the greatest life ever. He should. If he doesn't fade, he's an idiot. Uh, there's no nothing to hold on to. You're young. you got $600 million, and your life is essentially over. You have nothing to accomplish the rest of the way. Well, he's probably a narcissist, so I would argue there is something for him to do. That's just be talked about and seen. This is the beauty of not being a narcissist. If yeah. I ever won the lottery or if I ever sold a company for $600 million, I would have no need to ever hear my voice. I, will, I promise you, Portland. Even for those of you who hate me, I will not be an 85-year-old hosting sports radio in this market. It will I, not happen. I would hope you wouldn't be, but I don't know. Who knows where our, our Social Security is going to go Just clinging to my takes. i got to be on the microphone. Uh, we have a lot to get to here in the second hour of the show. we got an update in the Pac-12. Pac-12. Things aren't going good. Well, it's, it's rough out there, Bob. Don't trust the sources you're hearing from. <laughs> These aren't the droids you're looking for. I feel like a lot of that is national... <laughs> And and semi-local Pac-12 reporters 
are all doing the same thing. These are not the droids you're looking for. The My sources are the right sources. Their sources are the wrong sources. Ah, I got the sources. That's the game I feel like we're playing right now in this reporting of the Pac-12 and what their media rights deal will or will not be in the future of the conference. So we'll talk about that a little bit coming up. Uh, Raj is out of his, his darkness retreat, and so we'll see uh, if we get any answers today, tomorrow, what to look forward to. Seems like uh, people in Green Bay are excited to see him leave. I would imagine at this point you probably are. I'd be over it. I, I'd have been done with it two years ago. Yeah. Last year was insufferable, and it ended with him having the worst season in a long time of his career. Probably of his career, yeah. And what really would have pissed me off as a Packer fan would have been that little stunt he pulled after they lost at home to the Detroit Lions. Remember that? It's his, his, <laughs> I do, yeah. His tenure in Green Bay is going to end by losing at home to the Lions as a favorite. Uh, that stupid stunt he pulled where he immediately lost a game. No, one pissed. He had to go find Randall Cobb so he could put his arm around and they could smile and look all cute walking off the field together. Inspired for your level of hatred of Aaron Rodgers. I, I just, I, <laughs> you can't stand that. I guy. feel like he's a fraud. I, I feel appreciate like he's an a good hate, phony. No. Um, I think he's fake intelligent, uh, and I think he's a diva. <laughs> He's everything I would not want in a quarterback. Now tell me how you really feel. Uh, I will, but I can't say it on the air. Uh, so we won't get to. We might get to that. Give an update on it. But um, look, I, I've always, I've always been honest about how I feel about things. And the NBA All Star Weekend, when I started doing this at the Fan, mm-hmm. was a big weekend for me. It's something I've loved to watch as an NBA fan my whole life, and we have all these memorable moments and contests and. Slam dunk, three-point, all that. We'll get to Dame winning the three-point contest. But the game itself this year was different than ever before for me. I I, I can readily admit last year, a year before, you want to cite it, sure. I thought this year's game was easily the worst game I've ever seen in my life. I'm not expecting hardcore basketball. I'm not expecting guys to be picking them up full court. Uh, I'm not expecting, you know, real physicality. But it was a... It was exceptionally awful this year to the point where I was in a hotel room in Garibaldi, Oregon, watching the game, and I got so tuned out that my daughters go, are you still watching this? And I go, you can turn it. I'm done. No interest. Uh, This Elam ending thing was cool. I'm kind of over it. Just play a normal game. This whole Team LeBron, Team Giannis, I'm over it. Can we just do East-West? These stupid jerseys with awful logos. Can we get back to our team jerseys? Yes. Dark white. Make it pretty simple. Represent the team, the cities, etc. I got crumudgeny this weekend. Good for you. And I didn't expect to get crumudgeny. Um, and it's 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 a really sad place to be. Maybe it's a sign that I'm just I'm getting older, and and instantly I can hear people saying, "Sprague, you're just." You're you're where I was, or you're where I'm at, and you're getting old. You're 36 years old. You're gonna you're close to 40. You're kind of getting into get off my lawn territory. Absolutely, I can agree with some of that. But I just felt like this weekend was egregious. And your poll question inspired me to pull this. I know not everybody out there watched the Genesis Invitational, but it was fantastic. Came down to the end, and it it really came down to Max Homa and John Rom, and Homa missed just barely missed a chip in that would have helped tremendously and rom gets another win and continues to build his resume max home is a california guy mm-hmm. i like it and when you ask why i turned the nba all-star game off and don't care like who won it how it ended anything 
because you can't beat this passion. Listen to Max Homa in the post round. I handled my nerves really well. Uh, obviously, going against John's very difficult, giving him a three-shot lead. Uh, he's pretty good at golf, so um, I'm proud of myself. Uh, I'm pretty bummed out. Man, I didn't get to win with fans here a couple years ago, so I'd have liked to do that. I've gotten some great su- support out here, but is what it is. Uh, I'll be back here next year trying to do the thing again. So I'm proud. I'm proud of my game as a whole. It's it's great to go toe to toe with John uh, and not feel perfect in an area, and still I pushed him, which felt good. So uh, I'm proud of that. But man, it's gonna hurt for a little bit. Well, there's another clip that he basically says that same stuff, but he gets choked up. He gets emotional. He loves that tournament. It means a lot to him. He won it a couple of years ago, and he's, as we highlighted, an L.A. kid. Yeah, and nobody was there because nope. it was the COVID uh, tournament, so he had he won it and didn't get to celebrate. And I just I gravitate towards more of that in sports than what the NBA tried to tell us this weekend was an all-star game and the best players coming together to play against each other. Well, it's interesting. On the all-star front, I, I'm in agreement with you 100%. I'm, I'm not an avid NBA all-star guy. I will turn on the game if there's a local interest. Damian Lillard playing was enough for me, and I was sitting around on Sunday, and we didn't have to work yesterday, so it's like, hey, this is great. It's like 5 o'clock. I got nothing going on. I'm pouring myself a drink, and let's have some fun on a Sunday night. And I'm like, hey, it's 5 o'clock. The All-Star game's starting. And so I flip over to TNT, and then it, it proceeds to basically take an hour to even get the thing going. We got to go through the draft, which was, I don't know, kind of fun, I guess, to have live. But then there's, like, multiple concerts, and we got to do different renditions of different songs. And I'm like, it is like... It's like 5.50. I've already been watching this for nearly an hour, and the damn game hasn't even tipped off yet. Like, do I need what the are national we doing? anthems of two countries before an all-star game? Can we, we just really play, can we just play the game? Can we just, can we just get it going? Like, but can we do that before we get on TV for the people in the arena? Like, can, I just I want to watch the damn game. And then the game finally started. I'm like, why am I still watching this? The game finally starts. And I made it about six minutes in. And I just thought, I can't, I can't do this. This is horrible. It's boring. It's just layups back and forth. It's guys throwing alley-oops. It's, you know, if you like backboard dunks with no defense, okay, good for you. LeBron had one. Tatum had one early on. And I changed the channel. And I, I flipped back to see what Dame was doing in the second quarter because I knew he would come in, and he had a horrible start in the first half. And then I thought, well, now I'm really out because he's not having a good night. I put some money on him to win MVP. That went out the window immediately when he started like 0 of 8 or 0 for 7. Um, and it's just it's a bad product. And I think a couple of years ago when they introduced the Elam ending, it added a fun flair. And there was this kind of sense of urgency at the end of the game that was like, this is awesome. Something cool, it's unique, it's new, and it added a fun element to it. But that has now clearly run its course. And if there's going to be zero buy-in and effort from the players, I'm just I'm not going to watch. So maybe it's some it's for some people. It's just not for me as a sports fan. But I'm glad you brought up the Homa thing there, because I feel like there's a there's a similarity between the PGA Tour and the NBA right now. And what the PGA Tour has tried to do is fix the problem that the NBA has. Their problem has been. One, you're losing guys to a competing league. That's not going on in the NBA, but you're losing guys to a competing league for more money. So how do you make your product better? How do you get your best players to buy in? And I don't want to spoil anything for those who haven't finished full swing yet, but there's a note in the final episode where they follow Rory McIlroy where they're trying to get this elevated event thing off the ground. And the biggest controversy around it, according to Rory, in those player-only meetings that him and Tiger were holding last year, were you're ma- like it's mandatory. You have to play. 
You don't, there's no choice. And Rory has a line in there where he says, you know, sometimes we have to take a step back and realize how spoiled we are because we're the only professional athletes that get to choose, pick and choose what events we want to play in. No other sport gets that. You can't pick and choose, hey, I'm going to play this game in the NFL, but I'm not going to play this game in the NFL. Like, we can pick what tournaments we want to show up to. And having that, you know, mentality change of there are elevated events that you were forced to play in. It was a tough pill for a lot of players to swallow, but I think the last couple of weeks has shown the benefits that it can have on tour. Look at the leaderboards at the waste management. Look at the leaderboards, as you pointed out with Ram and Homa this weekend, when you have the top 20 players in the world mandated, you know, mandated to play in a tournament, you're going to end up with household names in the top 10 and it's going to be fun, exciting golf down the stretch and the ratings are going to bear it out on television. This is the problem that the NBA is facing is getting buy-in from stars to re- and from teams because they're both guilty of it to realize that playing in games is important, being on national TV is important, and it's not just about you and whether or not you want to play that night. It's about the betterment of the league. It's about the next television contract. And to have an all-star game like this where I know guys obviously play, but end of the game, Giannis was hurt, so he played one minute and got his bucket. LeBron wasn't in the game at the end. LeBron got hurt too, though. He got hurt, They, they sure. both got hurt. But it's just, I mean, you get to the end of this game, and it's like there's zero effort, there's zero intensity, there's zero care. And it's as a fan, at some point, you look at it, you just say, if you don't care, why should I care? You're showing no effort, and so as a fan, I'm not going to be invested in that. Now, I want to get to a couple of comments that were made from some of the people participating in this event. Uh, Dame won the three-point contest, so we'll get to that coming up. Is is the NBA cooked here? Are we just getting to the tournament and getting farther away from this being a weekend that matters for the league? Because at one point it did, and I just felt like this weekend it just it kind of didn't. Uh, that was just my takeaway. It just felt like a weekend where they were like, meh, we don't really care. We're doing this. We're running through the motions. And here we go. We had a terrible all-star game. So we'll get to that coming up. We got some Pac-12 stuff to talk about, some NFL stuff to talk about as well. And don't forget the mail sack at 815. Dirt and Sprague back with more on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back in. Uh, Before we get to Dame Lillard winning the three-point contest, which was quite cool that he did it in in the state of Utah. In a Weber State jersey. In a Weber State uniform. That was really cool. I was happy for that uh, synergy to happen. Uh, NBA All-Star game itself sucked. I thought the dunk contest was meh. And anything else that exists doesn't need to exist. Like the skills comp, <laughs> this like Giannis versus the Jazz. Like I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get much out of it. And you know, it's trickled down onto the benches. 
Here was Jalen Brown post game of his thoughts on on what happened. Real basketball is different. You know, this was like I don't even. This was like a layup line. Like, I don't know how much how much notoriety or, or you would want to get from this. It was just a glorified layup line. But you know, we got to figure out how to make maybe the game a little bit more competitive. But if the fans like it, that's all that matters. Jason Tatum holds the record for 55 points in the All-Star game now. I, I told my dad on the phone because he asked if I watched. I said, yeah, I watched a little, and then I turned it off. And he goes, yeah, I just couldn't do it. And I go, it's going to be the most meaningless record in the NBA's history is Jason Tatum holding 55 points in a game because it was a game in which nobody, nobody wanted to play defense. Here's Mike Malone, who was coaching one of the teams uh, in the post game, and what he thought of it. You know, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be a part of a, a great weekend, great players, but that is the worst basketball game ever played. <laughs> How do you fix it? Uh, I don't know if you can fix it. I mean, I give Joel and B, Kyrie Irving, those guys were like competing. Joel was imploring some of the guys to play harder, to try to get some defense in, but um, no one got hurt. They put on a show for the fans, but that that is a tough game to sit through. I'm not going to lie. Amen. You coached it. I watched it. You're right. It was a tough game to sit through. When when some people respond and say, oh, here you guys go being negative or fuddy-duddy, okay, I think sometimes it's fair. But if people participating in it are telling you it sucks, I, I think that tells you, that, that speaks volumes, does it not? It's like the holding call in the Super Bowl. That's not holding! And then the player immediately afterwards said, yeah, I held him. Oh, okay, well, I guess that kind, <laughs> kind of, of squashes the argument. Kind of ended it? that whole narrative, didn't it, about how the uh, refs decided the outcome of the Super Bowl. Like I, You know, and people are texting in saying, when was the All-Star game ever good? Like, there's always been an element of this in the All-Star game. Sure. Like, this isn't Pete Rose almost murdering one of his friends in an All-Star game, running him over at home plate, and essentially ending his career. Like, that's not what we're asking for, and the NBA's never had that but there's been stronger elements of trying effort and intensity there just have and people i've watched all-star games my entire life and there have been moments where t- things will get tight one-on-one matchups will happen fourth quarter is usually pretty competitive because you start to care at the end at you the end of the game, the game. Yeah. you start to care and i i just i think it's a larger sign of you know barkley kind of ranted on this this week i saw some clips from him because he's doing the round media rounds where he's made available and all that like i just think it's a larger sign of disconnect right now that the nba desperately needs to figure out this this notion of pampered guys making $200 million contracts that don't want to play hard. They don't want to try hard. They don't want to play for that team. I want to go play for this team. I want to go team up with that guy. Like, there's just a lot of spoiled brats in the NBA. And I think when that narrative already exists, and then you see this level of effort or lack of effort, I should say, in an all-star game, it just makes it 10 times worse, I think, for the everyday fan that's looking at it saying, dude, you make $250 million and you're complaining because you're you're, you you sign a contract with a team, now you don't want to play with that team anymore, or you only want to play 52 games this year because you feel like load managing 30 of them. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a disconnect, and this kind of stuff just adds to it. That was interesting. Uh, one of Dame's guys, Nate Jones, tweeted about this because somebody tweeted him and talked about the effort, right? Because to those texters, you're right. It's not that the game was ever amazing start to finish. It, it's just like there's a point in almost every All-Star game in my life where the game starts to matter for these guys. Yeah, or one-on-one battles becoming, like, hey, I want to take you on the block. Let's go, me versus you. And you just, I don't know, I felt like this year's was the most watered down, I don't care, here's a layup, all cool, okay, the game's over, great, thing. And Nate Jones basically said, this has become such an extravaganza of a weekend that these guys get into town on whatever it is, Thursday, Friday, 
Uh, it's mostly Thursday for most of the teams. I know like guys like Giannis played on Thursday. But they get in town, and it's from the minute you land in whatever city they're playing in, it's, hey, go do this, go do that, go do this, go do that, go do this, go do that. And it's it's not, hey, we're in the town, and we're just walking around doing nothing. It's press obligations. It's, it's uh, you know, client, you know, league obligations. It's community outreach things. Like, it, it's, just, it, it's just a busy, busy. And then... You can roll your eyes and say, well, I've, what a great life. But it's like party get-togethers they got to go to. They're going with their agencies. Yeah, there's a lot going on that weekend. He basically just said it's such an extravaganza. By the time they actually play the game, the guys are just tired. It's a three-day party. And, well, it's not just a party. It's like there's a lot of things they have to do. They're obligated to do it from the league standpoint. And so by the time they get to the game, eh, don't, or, not all the guys have all the energy in the world. This never used to be the way the weekend was. The weekend's existed for a long time. Mm-hmm. But the way it's evolved into the festivities and you know celebrity games now and skills competition, like that stuff's not that old. This is somewhat fairly new to the league, whereas the All-Star game used to just happen and guys would go to the city and they'd play the All-Star game and that was it. You have three-point contests, yes. Dunk contests, yes. But that was that was it. There was three of those things, and and that was all you had. And now it's just like I don't know. I thought it was an interesting point because it's somebody that's working with and for a player saying, "Yo, it's there's it's just a really packed weekend where there's a lot going on." Well, and as far as the quality of play, now that they're doing this draft or whatever, we'll see if that. But the fact that they did it right before the game, so you don't normally you have a chance. There's like a a sort of practice where at least the coach gets together and they say, okay, what sort of things do we want to try and do? And, you know, some semblance of some organization, but you can't do that now. You're just picking guys right before the game. <laughs> go play. What do you expect them to do? <laughs> That's why I want East West back. Or somebody text it and go USA, USA versus World. World would be interesting. The world would kick our ass. <laughs> sure, but hey, it's big for a fun competition. <laughs> well, I, it's, it's like a Ryder Cup in the NBA Whatever you have where game. it means something to the guys. You got to find you got to find some way to well, make it make guys gonna, more invested. And if you're going to do the draft, you got to do it on do it Saturday before you do the three point shootout and stuff or something. So at least somebody has some semblance of <laughs> some organization when you get out there i uh i i caught wind of draymond during the start of the all-star game was asked what he thought of the draft and i don't know if you guys caught this but he basically indicated he doesn't think lebron was going to draft jokic he thought lebron wanted to placate to the crowd and do the larry marketing thing to get utah fired up but jokic was tired of being the two-time mvp who nobody wanted so he just got up out of his seat and made lebron pick him <laughs> stood up he didn't want to be the last pick and he said after the game he's like i know i'm not really an all-star type player it's like well if you know that why did you care so much about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't want to be the last pick it was lowry markin and then so Giannis takes markin and and draymond's theory is that lebron wasn't going to pick him and i think i believe draymond he knows lebron like I think there was an element of that. LeBron just kind of like improvised and acted like he was going to pick him, and it was a no-brainer. Anthony Edwards had some comments for the league. You know me. I don't like talking about the league like this. Mm -hmm. This is not – this is the national basketball conversation, and I just don't like it. I think it shades a lot of people away. I think the actual basketball itself, when it counts and it's good, is great stuff. But the league is undoubtedly facing problems with its reputation and – Player availability has been a conversation for that league this year because, you know, guys are not playing back-to-backs and teams are implementing load management. Here was Anthony Edwards of the Timberwolves and what he had to say about the current state of the league. If there's anything I could change about the league to make it better, probably just all the guys sitting resting. That's the only thing I probably don't like. 
Um, just play, man. If you if you if you if you eighty percent, you got to play. I, I don't I don't like all the sitting missing games and stuff like these people. These people might have enough money to come to one game. You know what I'm saying? And it, that might be the game they come to, and then you sitting out. You know what I'm saying? So. I take pride in trying to play every game because I don't know it might be one fan that has never seen me play and I'm trying to play so I don't that's the only thing I don't like uh, guys just sitting out. So that's a that's a pretty young player, a young star, given his thoughts on the current state of the league. It's a great so. perspective, man. I heard Chuck talk a lot this week about how he thinks they're heading for a lockout because of these issues. You got players demanding trades, mm-hmm. guys that don't want to play, um, a lot of disgruntled stars. We'll and see I, how long that lasts. And we will. We'll see how long it lasts and how it all works out for him. I just you, it feels like you're kind of at a tipping point. Like you got to figure something out. The league wants to implement a, an in-season tournament going forward that would kind of replace certain, you know, to a certain aspect an all-star game. Like. Why are guys going to care? Like, they already don't care about the All-Star game. They already don't care about regular season games. So why are we going to care about an in-season tournament? Now they want to bring international teams in. Like, Are you surprised they don't care? You heard Mike Malone say Joel Embiid and Kyrie were trying to get guys to be a little more serious, but yeah. nobody nobody really bit. Like, are you... Are I'm you, not. I'm not at all. See, I, I, I kind of was. I, I think that's why I was so disappointed. It's like, in years past, the All-Star game starts out traditionally with guys getting some easy dunks, some easy layups couple wide open threes okay back and forth scoring no real hard defense in the second half usually hits about midway late third quarter starts to get up a little bit and then the competition in the fourth quarter usually amplifies and it's like holy crap it's the best of the best yeah. remember it's always like who which which one of these alphas is going to be the alpha and take the last shot and yeah. oh lebron pass he didn't shoot or oh lebron <laughs> shot and you know what i mean like those conversations used to happen all the time whereas i felt like this year it was like especially like don't care here you go here you go. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, and it wasn't a close game going into the fourth quarter anyways too on top of it, so that added to the fact that you're not going to see any defense once you get to the end of the game. It just I I don't I don't think there's a way to fix it. I genuinely don't. I you know, the NFL's gone through this with the Pro Bowl. They've slowly moved to a flag football game. Like somebody texted in what's the best of the All-Star games? I mean, the best is baseball. And it's not even close because you can't go light you can't i'm not gonna throw you 70 mile an hour pitches because i don't want to hurt my arms like it's best pitchers against best hitters now guys are gonna joke around and have some fun and there'll be banter along the way but it still is best of best because you can't slow down baseball in basketball you can go half ass on defense and let guys dunk and do whatever the hell they want out on the floor unfortunately like mike malone said i just i don't think there's a fix for this for the league i don't it is what it is it, huh? it, it is what it is man uh dame lillard wins the three-point contest an update on the pac-12 and some nfl talk we got a lot to get to and the mail sack at 815 so get the mail sack questions in at 503-864-6326. A lot more to get to. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back in. 735. Got some college football stuff to get to. More damning news for the Pac-12. They also want to change rules. Did you guys see that? The rules they want to change in college football? Dear God. I saw four of them from Pate and a couple of them I'm like, okay. And one of them I went, what? Huh? What? What is it, soccer there, now? And not one of them was the the obvious rule change that actually would have got the game to speed up somewhat. Yano, know, cutting down on television commercials. But uh, we'll get to that here coming up in a moment. Mail sack at 815. Get your questions in 503-864-6326. we got a good-looking sack so far, but some room for some more sack questions. Great. Um, let's get to Damian Lillard. We have not talked about him yet. That was easily the highlight of the weekend for me and probably everybody else in this area watching uh, the festivities was Damian Lillard won the three-point contest, and he did it back in Utah with the state he went to college. There was a great article about his time at Weber State and his recruitment and kind of the, the backstory and how he's always felt that's a home away from home, and it's part of the reason he wears the letter O. To see him do it back in Utah in a Weber State jersey and to kind of have his moment I'm trying to think of the phrase, getting his flowers from the NBA, I guess, to a certain extent. of like, like, let's appreciate this dude. He's one of the greatest shooters of all time. He's been overshadowed in his era by Steph Curry, rightfully so. Steph's the greatest shooter of all time, and he's got four NBA rings to go with it. But it was a really cool moment for him to just have that kind of moment in the sun of like, oh, that's right. If it wasn't for Steph Curry, maybe we'd be talking about Damian Lillard as one of the greatest shooters of all time. So he made the comment that, obviously, he's always done this, by the way. Super big respect that he's given to Steph, saying that's obviously the greatest shooter of all time. He holds the record. No disagreement. Um, He's changed the way the game is played. I always find his comments interesting because I love how he views himself in the, I should be in the conversation, if not, I'm second. And then I saw a clip after I saw him say that about Steph and himself. I saw a clip of Clay Thompson defeating Steph Curry in a three-point shootout. And I thought, <laughs> I wonder if Clay sees those damn comments. And the competitive side in him is like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Hmm, okay. <laughs> I'm only the running mate with the guy. No big deal. We've been winning championships. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear you. But also, I feel like the last couple All-Star games have, have been that. That the you say the phrase giving him his flowers. That's fair. He's had a couple of really nice moments recently. Yeah. Like I, I think it was was it Indiana where they wore those blue and yellow uniforms yeah. a year or two ago, and he hit the Elam ending walk off shot. Him and Steph dueled. He should have. Dame probably should have won MVP that night. But like that was a game where again he hits the shot, and even before it goes in, everybody's seen tapping their wrists. Like I feel like he already gets his respect. I I don't. Um, him winning that contest to me was just another accolade for the for the old resume. More so than for me than the whole getting his flowers. I think people know, man. They, they we don't people don't pay much attention to the Trailblazers, and they're not they're not a great team. But the one thing you can't say about them is they don't have a dude who cares. They do. They have a Damian Lillard, and so he's kind of been the comp, consummate Portland talking point for people. Whether getting him out of here or talking about how he's loyal to him. I feel like he's been getting his flowers, and that was just more so a great moment for a dude to share with a crowd that probably watched him a little bit in college, saw his journey, and he got something that he didn't have. 
uh, an NBA All-Star moment. Yeah, that's that's kind of an underrated part of the All-Star weekend, yeah. which is what made it so tough for me this weekend to not like it is you can think that it's not serious and it never has been, and I don't disagree with that per se, but at least there's legendary moments at the festivities with all-time great players. Dame didn't really have it. His one dunk contest was the stupidest format in the history of the dunk contest. Yes, it was. He got completely screwed out of that moment. Um, he's come close in the three-point contest. He hasn't won it. And he's. it's hard for guys like him to win the, the MVP in that game. So, like, to have a moment, that's great. His resume is already stacked enough, but all-time greats usually have an all-star moment as well. Well, and on top of that, too, if you're considering yourself one of the greatest shooters in NBA history, this is an accolade that you probably need to bring home once, right? Like, when you think of Steph, he, he hasn't won every one he's ever been in, but he's won a three-point contest. Right. Ray Allen, Reggie Miller. Right? You think of the greatest shooters of all time. You know, historically, guys like Larry Bird and, and the way he would win it. And Dame, the story of him going into the locker room, telling everybody, like, I'm going to win this thing tonight and going through and doing it and and following on a story that his trainer, Phil Beckner, used to tell him back when he was younger and in college and early in his career about how Larry Bird did that back in the day. Like, it was just cool to see him have that moment, win the three-point contest, easily the highlight of the weekend. Did we all win a little bit of money on it? I knew I sprinkled a couple of bucks. Uh, I, I didn't think he was going to win, but I had yeah. to put a bet on him just because he was in it. Well, he was the favorite. He was, like, 425 plus. 450 somewhere in that range uh i actually didn't end up betting ah. here's the thing <laughs> i opened my DraftKings app at my hotel too late because uh-huh. i was gonna wait till the moment before and then i started and i'm like okay well that's gone i was gonna bet him to be the mvp i did bet on that and that did not hit well the day of the game i could not find the prop Oh. I searched the app, and I clicked the game. I clicked player stuff. All I saw were point totals. I didn't see any game MVP stuff. So I stayed away. The, I don't know if it was lo- regionally based, but by the time I bet it about a half hour before the game started, he had the second highest odds to win MVP. Really? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if that was just a geofence thing here in the state of Oregon that so many people bet the it that it drove his highest odds, odds up. But I was shocked by that. I think LeBron was the favorite, and it looked like right away he was going to try and go off. No, I, I, I didn't. And then Dame was yeah. second. It was still good odds because it's a crapshoot. You never know what player's going to get hot. But I think, right. but he he had at least when I bet it the second highest odds. So uh, that ten dollars went down the drain. But at least I won a little money on him winning the three point contest. Uh, selfishly, like I thought it was a great moment for him. There was a part of me that's like, damn it. You're not in the blazer uniform. <laughs> the moment we have our all star moment, our all star highlight. It's in a Weber State jersey. And, and again, I I don't know if this young man made his own decision or you know he's obviously somebody that has some people in his ear. See Kentucky, Shaden dropping out. I, I just it could have been a great little Portland weekend for a mediocre to bad year for a season where this team is. Clearly not going anywhere, and they're not going to be good, and they may not even make the playoffs, and they might be in the lottery. It sucked because, no disrespect to Matt McClung, I think Shaden Sharp is easily winning that dunk contest. So you could have had a trailblazer win the dunk contest and the three-point contest. Would have been cool. Which is something the team's never had. It's probably a moment the team will never have. Dame was the first one to ever win a three-point contest, wasn't he? Uh, for the team, yeah. For the team, three-point. They, the Blazers had never won that contest. And so to, to see Shade not there, yeah. I, I just, if, to prepare for the second half, you're a rookie, bro. Like He's got to get ready. Come on. But you were playing well going in. I, I, I don't know. I, I, that was a big bummer to me. And it goes to what Anthony Edwards said. It's like, the load management stuff. A lot of that is team-driven. It needs to be said again and again and again. Teams are the ones doing this. It ain't players going, well, I don't want to play anymore. 
It's teams, teams and their training staff. Steve Kerr made that abundantly clear. But that, you're a rookie. Get in the dunk contest and easily win that thing. Yeah, you win it. You can kind of you just retire at that point. You win it rookie year. You say, okay, I'm done. I'm not gonna. You don't have to do it again. And Dame said that after he won the three point contest, he's not sure he's ever gonna do it again. He said once he's done doing it, he's ne- he's done forever. But he said he hasn't right. decided officially yet. But now that he's won one, he's leaning towards potentially being done. Uh, how do we feel about Utah hosting? Uh, I, I thought Charles Barkley was the highlight of the weekend, saying there's nothing to do in this boring-ass city. There's no bars. You can't <laughs> smoke. because he's a degenerate <laughs> gambler. Like, yeah, I mean, I if I'm going for a weekend of all-star festivities, I, I want to have a little bit of fun in my downtime, and uh, not a lot of that in Salt Lake City. It's just kind of a weird vibe because it's... Uh, the Carl Malone thing was super weird. Like, that was super weird. Very awkward. Like, the parading him around, yeah. and he's he was, by the way, an awful slam dunk judge. Just terrible. The guy with one of the worst dunks of all time just putting his hand behind his head <laughs> and dunking the ball is is the judge of a dunk contest. It's it's awful. And then they celebrate him at the game with the LeBron, Kareem, and him. I don't know. It's just such a weird vibe in Utah. And I know that there are diehard like jazz fans, but the culture of Utah as a state with the NBA All-Star game just didn't align to me. <laughs> it wasn't quite stars. And alive. here's 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 our best effort at hip hop post Malone. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was a post Malone show necessary before he the lives game. in Utah. I mean, what He's probably the most famous celebrity that lives in Utah. Is he actually like a Utahian? No, they, he's a, I think he's a Texan. What do they he, call him? A Utah? How do you? What is that? A Ute? A Ute? They're just know, Utes. Is that what they good? Yeah. Okay. Swag. What do they call Utah natives? Not Oregon, like Oregonians. What's a Ute? I think they're Utahns. 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 Croutons. That's kind of fun like to that. say. Yeah. Yeah. He's got Utahns. a big old mansion in okay. Utah, so he's their biggest celebrity. They bust. He's a big NBA fan, so. Well, there you go. Damian Lillard won the three-point contest. The All-Star game sucked. Carl Malone's a creep. And uh, that's your recap All-Star weekend. I thought we put a bow on that pretty solid. Let's get to some potential college football rule changes. Make these make sense. And uh, how angry will we be in the fall if these are actually implemented? We'll get to those coming up next on The Fan. All right, we'll sack it up. Coming up at 8.15, get your mail sack questions in. Sports, non-sports, we'll answer all of them. 503-864-6326. That is a new fan text line phone number. Let's talk some college football. We love college football. There's a damning report out there about the Pac-12. Things aren't going great. I I don't know. Do you, do you got anything on that? I don't know if I want to dive too deep. It's just more yeah. speculation. Things aren't going well, and now ESPN reporters are saying, you know, ESPN and Amazon might want to get in bed with the Big 12 if they can get Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to add. Uh, we played Allrand and Marshan last week, and they did their podcast where they basically said, we don't know where they're going because people think Amazon wants this whole, you know, a million games thing. They might just want one game, the best game of the week, and Pac-12 wouldn't do that. And Fox is obviously out, and ESPN might be a small bidder because they want the nighttime game. I don't know. I, I, I don't really have much to add to it. I read the Thamel piece. But, you know, it, it, I get, it just depends on your slant. Like, if you're yep. an optimist who thinks, oh, no, they're going to show everybody, you're probably going to latch on to more local-ish people who are going to tell you all the sourcing outside of our bubble is incorrect and to only believe they're sourcing. If you latch on to the national narrative, Thamel and Marshand are telling you things that you don't want to hear but you probably need to hear. So, no, I I tend to believe at the end of the day, 
they will make slightly less than the Big 12 on a yearly average. It'll be a four or five year deal and they'll spin it how they spin it. And internally, they're probably not excited because it's not what they thought it would be. When Klievkov got there, they probably thought this was going to be a much different uh, negotiation. But now they've lost the L.A. schools. I think them going for MS, uh, SMU clearly reeks of desperation by them because yeah. it's not a good program. Uh, and I think it kind of tells you all you need to know. Famos also kind of the woge of college football. And so, like, it, there's a part of me that, despite what anybody in this sphere says. I mean, he's carrying water for ESPN in that article. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, but, like, what's he saying that we don't think is true is kind of where I go. I, I don't think you're wrong there, but. I just get upset at the slant from reporters who are clearly benefiting from their network. Like, like the, the, the whole point is, like, this could be a tipping point in college football. How did we get here? It's like, how did we get here? ESPN bribed Oklahoma and Texas to leave the Big 12 and go to the SEC because they knew that they were buying the rights to the SEC. That's how we got here. That started this whole domino falling. Like ESPN is the controlling partner of all college football. They are the invisible hand of the market. And I I do get frustrated when one of their reporters comes out with stuff, well, I don't, here's what I'm hearing. I don't know if ESPN wants to do anything with the Pac-12. Like, really? You work at that company? And you're coming out with stuff like that. That's the that's the part that bothers me. And 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 that's true. But I think the part of the story that that I keep coming back to, and I said this last week, and, and we need to be honest about this. Oklahoma, Texas left the Big Twelve to go to the SEC. The Pac-12 never at one point even considered that their biggest brands or their biggest brand, no, they were flat And the other LA school would leave their conference for yeah. more money or to be treated better. Yeah. And that's a huge mistake, man. That like, if Larry Scott did that, we would have eviscerated him but it happened to the Pac-12 and Klievkov and we're like well what were they supposed to do it's like well but they're the ones that are supposed to and they're getting paid to look at the future landscape of that sport we can say what were they supposed to do but we're not in their positions so I I think it's a fair criticism to say when that happened with Oklahoma Texas why didn't you react more heavily and say hey USC hang with us we're gonna get this media rights deal and we'll pay you a little more than the other schools. It already happens in other conferences. Yeah, it does. As an Oregon State fan, that doesn't make me excited. Oregon and Washington might get that deal in the next contract. I don't know, but sometimes you gotta. If you're looking out for your conference, you gotta do some things that aren't always a hundred percent fair. And the Pac-12 was left flat-footed, looking around, going, "What just happened when USC and UCLA got poached?" And they've never responded. No. The response is SMU. <laughs> That's an awful response. Why, why doesn't SMU have big boosters anymore when they used to buy illegal teams? What happened to all their big money down there in Dallas? I mean, they got caught. So. I mean, I know they got the death yeah. penalty, but they're back now. Why aren't we cheating harder? What happened to SMU money? Are you looking for the zombie boosters? Yes. Is that bring them back to Pony life? Express. Make it happen. It's, did you have anything? You look no. like you wanted to jump in. Well, I way. did see the AD for San Diego State pretty much said over the, there's a report, he told people, there was at a swim meet but he said yeah it's it's a done deal they're, they're coming to the conference oh he says be, a done deal yeah. they're coming to the pac-12 yeah he said an announcement oh. should be coming soon it's oh. san diego state and smu i think so, that's yeah. fairly obvious at this point but like that i know no that doesn't, doesn't get anybody do fired up no. whatsoever <laughs> and i said by the way let it be known i said this at the very beginning of all this like boise state fresno state i'm like i remember going who cares that does yeah. nothing for me as a fan no, no, it doesn't. It's just pretend. It's pretend caring if you go, yeah, man, we got San Diego State. <laughs> cool. Way to get a Mountain West team. Look at us.
our teams are getting taken by Power Five, and we're taking non-Power Five. How much teams. non-conference schedule juggling has to go on too when they join? I feel like half the Pac-12 has a game against San Diego State every year. Well, what about SMU? That's that's in like Dallas, right? Are yeah, it's right in Dallas. It's in the heart of Dallas. So who's going to get scheduled SMU at SMU? And we go, well, we had to fly to Dallas. The Ducks didn't have to leave. We had to go to Dallas. I can already hear Beaver and Husky fans screaming this. Or vice versa. Duck fans scream. The Beavers didn't have to go to Dallas. We had to go to Dallas. It's going to be awful. Why don't you play somebody in non-conference, all right? I just look, if SMU is going to join the Pac-12, can we just start cheating again? That's my only ask. If you're coming in, oh. let's up your game here a little bit. I wish we would have cheated a lot sooner than now. Right? Like, what you're doing is not working, and it used to work because you used to cheat. Cheating works in college football. Yeah. You can get away with it now. There are no more death penalties. Nobody could. North Carolina created a whole fake university, essentially. Let's stop calling it cheating, by the way. <laughs> it's not cheating. It's just it's what people do. Playing you by got, the rules. You're, playing by, you're cutting corners and playing by the rules, and I want SMU to do that, damn it. Um, okay, um, ponder these during the commercial break, and we'll get to it at the top of the hour. Sorry, I teased rule changes. Here are the four proposals that are under consideration this offseason. Uh, which one of these is dumb? Which one of these makes sense? Four things. Number one, prohibiting consecutive timeouts i.e. no more icing the kicker, no untimed down at the end of the first quarter or third quarter, so essentially a penalty or something ends a quarter, usually get an untimed down. They're saying they want to potentially get rid of that. The clock running after first downs except inside two minutes at the end of the half and the end of the game, or the clock running on incompletions once the ball is spotted. Evidently, we're soccer now. Uh, which one of those makes sense? Which ones doesn't? We'll talk to about some uh, rule changes coming up top of the hour. And then uh, 815, mail sack. Get your questions in 503-864-6326. Loaded final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and spray on 1080 The Fam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.